Welcome to And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films to hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally an award to a particular thing in the movie. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see these past two weekends? Uh, last weekend we saw a Quiet Place, and this weekend we saw Beirut. Beirut and a Quiet Place. Yeah. So we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a double episode today. Yeah. So uh, which I don't know which one you want to review first, maybe. A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Yeah. And then and then Beirut. Yeah. You go in alphabetical order. A B. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Was that your reasoning behind it? Oh, sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean that's actually exactly my reasoning behind Is it. it. Oh, I was okay. just hoping you catch on. <laughs> I did, and now I talked about it, so everyone knows what it is too. So I, I mean, I was just hoping that the okay. audience would catch all the idiosyncrasies in yeah. my decision. <laughs> well, there you go. Now I've pointed it out for him, yeah, so uh, yeah. we'll be good to go. Um, we'll talk about all the. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're doing two movies now, so. We'll do all the directed and all that when we get to the reviews. Then, we'll, yeah. We'll, I mean, do you have any news? We'll go over some news. Yeah, I got, first. I got some. I got some news. Okay, we'll go over the news first, and then we'll do the directed and all the all the info for each movie as we go to review it. Yes. Um. So that sounds good. Okay. What you got for news? Uh, Bill Hader's headed for it too. Is he officially? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I saw that he was in like talks for it. I didn't know what was going on. So. Yeah. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Um. According to them. That him and James McAvoy are both in talks to star in It Chapter 2. Yeah. Taking on the adult roles of uh, Trashmouth Richie Tozier and uh, Bill Dembro. Oh, okay. And also, they said that Jessica Chastain is on board to play Beverly. Is she? Because I yeah. saw they were in talks for her, too. Yeah. That she was going to play Bev. Yeah, they're, they're all in talks except for Bill, who then was confirmed a little bit after the news. Okay, nice. What do you think of that? Uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I really like Bill Hader. So yeah, Bill Hader's that'd, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool to see him in it. Which one was he gonna play again? Uh, I think Richie. Richie. So yeah. that was the one that was shit talking yeah. everyone the whole time. That that'd be a good one. Okay. Yeah. That's a uh, our boy our boy Wolfgang from uh, <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah. That's, that's, or Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Is Finn that Wolfhard, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. And of course, Jessica Chastain as uh, Bev. Yeah. I think, I think would be really good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Sure. And they're going to start filming this summer, I think. That's what so, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I saw something about that. They're filming in Toronto mm-hmm. up there. They're going to start uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, yeah that'll be sweet. Um, let's see what I got. Oh, just some renewals re- uh, real quick. Uh, Supergirl is officially renewed for a season four on CW. I mean, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Or at least I, I, was, I knew it was going to happen. I was hoping it was going to happen. Uh, Riverdale, which is really good but i've never finished season one got renewed for season three i guess it's been a, like it's already done two seasons or something maybe have you watched any of that no it's really good i, I it's really trashy yeah it's just, really just understood like how they did the archie character just kind of annoyed me it's like he's like a mary sue yeah you know like he's just like great at everything and he fucks his teachers and all that. I'm like i don't watch that shit like, yeah yeah like, no he's like super good he's like, like like that everything. that's like just not the archie character yeah you know, the books like no yeah know. in the books he's definitely more of a bumbling buffoon yeah he's the average guy and now he's like i could do everything fucking great and yeah. i won't watch anything with that character <laughs> it's not just archie it's fucking anything where it's just as a character I mean, that's just great at fucking everything i mean because it won't hold my attention <laughs> i've i've watched a little bit of it and the only thing is i can say that he is you know really great at is yeah. if you if you include everything being mainly just hitting on his teacher and being good at guitar <laughs> then yeah he's kind of good at everything i guess yeah. <laughs> i mean there's not like they don't really at least the episodes that i watched they didn't really focus on him 
like fucking stuff up or whatever or not being good at stuff Mm -hmm. i know he wanted to join the football team at one point and i don't recall if he was good at that or not but um, probably he, was. he i mean probably but, he, but he's probably so humble that he was like oh no i don't want to be the quarterback this season <laughs> no he talk really to me, w- talk to me next season from, and i'll be like okay from you're so I, humble archie <laughs> from what i recall of it he really uh he really wanted to do it and like his dad didn't want him to or something maybe i'm confusing it with smallville i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know I, I think he and... i think he had super speed and strength <laughs> i think was he clark was, in that episode i think he was basically a god but i couldn't remember <laughs> yeah um yeah no it's it's really fun riverdale smallville it's, same it, thing yeah, exactly no uh riverdale's really it's really fun i yeah. like it it's silly it's just like it knows it's a teen drama and it's just like balls to the wall and it. it's like we're just gonna be stupid and it's gonna be i mean a lot of people like it and they don't think it's stupid i like it because i think it's stupid and i think it embraces it but um i haven't watched anything really past the first six or seven episodes and everyone in that show is gorgeous yeah everyone yeah yeah it's nice to even watch... jughead <laughs> all not... of them all the it's, classics it's, it's nice to watch pretty people just yeah, sure. living their lives i guess yeah i'm sitting here all fat and balding and stuff like <laughs> I wish that was me. Yeah, that's that's why I watch it. I live vicariously through Archie. Yeah. Um, why the Last Man is officially. Yeah. weren't we talking about that yesterday at lunch or not? Yeah, well, uh, that or last weekend, one of the two. Maybe. Something. Uh, yeah, it's officially after years of being in development, FX has ordered a pilot. Yeah. So we're one step closer. Yeah, it's headed <laughs> by uh, the guy that produced. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, is it? And uh, the chick that did uh, Luke Cage. Who? Uh, what was the chick that did Luke Cage? Was she a showrunner or something? Or yeah. What? Oh, okay. I think so. Cool. Um, yeah, Ida Mashaka or Kroll. That may be a guy. I don't know. I said it was a girl. I'm sorry yeah. if you're a guy. <laughs> That's all right. I'm, I'm really bad with like names that aren't white. So. <laughs> You're just like, there's someone. Well, well that's know. not a stamp, so not, I don't know. It's not Jack or Jill. I just don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I, I really like Why the Last Man, though. So, I mean, yeah, that's I my favorite comic ever. And yeah. I want to get a tattoo of it, but I haven't done it yet. But I guess they're officially ordering the pot. They have get a tattoo of the monkey he has. Yeah, ampersand. Yeah, ampersand. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and Brian K. is also writing and directing is the, the pilot episode, or he's at least so. co-directing or co-writing. Something yeah, like that. I hope yeah. he's involved with it. Even though he was also involved with Under the Dome, and that show was garbage. Yeah, so. yeah or, or being involved with Lost, that show's garbage. No. Hey, <laughs> he, he like came on as a prominent writer, I think, in like season three, and like through. Uh, Threw one of his copies of Why the Last Man in it. Like, no, Hurley Hurley's was, reading. Yeah, Hurley was yeah. like reading the comic at one point. It was mm-hmm. really funny. Um, yeah, I really like Brian K. Long, though. He's one of my, besides Mark Millar, he's like one of my favorite comic book writers. Yeah, so great. I'd really, yeah, I'm super excited, super excited for the TV show. I want to see who they're like, who they cast as Yorick. And I mean, there's, there's so many good characters in that show. There's Yorick, there's Agent, what, like 47? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Agent mm-hmm. 47. Yeah. Dr. Man. Um, and of course, his uh, sister Hero is on it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, Hero so Sandwich. Many. Yeah, Hero Sandwich. It's <laughs> pretty good. Hero Sandwich yeah. is good, man. What's the? Uh, oh yeah, and Beth. That's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then the other Beth that he hooks up with. That's not his girlfriend. Yeah, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> that he hooks up with in like a church in the middle of the night or life, something. Life is hard whenever you're the only man. In when the you're world. the only man in the world, <laughs> life is it's hard. Difficult. Okay? <laughs> difficult being it around is, all these women. It's rough. Oh, yeah. I remember there's like one. It's like the intro to like. Uh, because they, they do, like, hold opens on that comic, so it's kind of like Preacher almost. You'll, like, read 
a couple of pages and then it has like or a page or two and it has like the title page mm-hmm. and there's one where like uh they have a joke opening up with it and uh york is like growing like uh he's growing a beard and you're like wait a minute why is he trying to grow a beard and apparently there's like a lot of women in the world now who will like are some women that'll like pretend to be men mm-hmm. so like other women can fantasize with them yeah. and so this other girl has taken like hair from other parts of her body and like glued it onto her face <laughs> and stuff and so she runs into yorick and yorick's really confused because he's like wait a minute i'm the only dude and then the girl assumes he's a guy trying to or he's a girl trying to be a guy uh-huh. and he like he's like oh so he just like goes with it but she's like insulting his facial hair like she's like yeah it doesn't look that great like you can tell it's fake and he's like oh sorry and it's like his real fucking yeah. beard and she's like next time she's like try your pubes like cut your pubes and then glue them to your chin <laughs> and he's just like oh okay <laughs> it's really bad and she's like using like armpit hair and stuff she's like gluing it to her fucking face yeah. for like cyber and stuff she's like yeah you, she's like don't worry you'll get it one day and he's like okay thanks that's what i did when i had my beard yeah you just shave my pubes you just shave your pubes and your Come armpits and everything there, just yeah. glue everything use some of that like uh theater glue or whatever yeah, yeah. i'm like oh this really needs to grow back fast <laughs> The hair's falling out. The glue's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I just go back fast. I can put more on my face. There you go. Uh, what, what, what else you got? Uh, Carl Urban is going to star in the Amazon adaptation of the Garth Ennis comic book, uh, The Boys. Oh, okay. Uh, the Boys Never is read that one. Uh, Rimbar Garth Ennis, and it focuses on a group of uh, special operation CIA team that keeps superheroes in check. Ooh. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, basically, that's a Garth Ennis uh, yeah, series. Yeah, is it already like done in the wraps yeah, and everything? Been, yeah, it's oh, been done. Man, I have to go read that. Um, okay, it is super super nihilistic. Yeah, um, and it's even super, more so than like Preacher because oh, Preacher gets by, fucked by, up so. by a thousand percent. It's way more <laughs> okay. fucked up than than Preacher. If Interesting. You want. Yeah. Uh, basically, superheroes aren't being held in check, so the government's like, "Well, we have this team called the Boys." Yeah. And they're going to hold them accountable if they start stepping out of line. So, like, superheroes have basically become corrupt with power. So they just go and just, like, fuck things up. Like, just they aren't held accountable for, like, collateral damage. Or, uh, like, okay. just, like, raping people or shit Jeez. like that. Or, like, whatever the fuck they feel like they <laughs> so just deserve or whatever. They're, be- they're becoming villains, basically? Almost, or? yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, huh. um... Yeah, the boys get called in to kind of keep them all checked. And what do the boy? Do the boys have superpowers themselves? Uh, or a couple or? of them do. Like one has super speed. And oh, okay. Like a couple, I have augmented strength. Yeah, but they stuff. they probably yeah. also like follow the. Uh, they like study all the superheroes probably yeah. and like know their weaknesses. Yeah, for and sure. Stuff. Kind of like a Batman kind yeah. of thing. I've got a contingency plan for each one of you, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like it's like there's like a Justice League yeah. type team and there's like a bunch of like teen titans type team or like okay. other like subsidiary kind of teams or whatever who does the art for this uh god damn it what is his name he, him and garth Ennis. he's the same uh artist from uh transmetropolitan oh. and um so it's not like steve uh dillion or whatever his name is from preacher no uh, it's garth Ennis and steve dillion or dillion? yeah um yeah yeah on uh steve dillon did preacher okay um this is uh he he did god damn i forgot his name he did uh a lot of the Max Punisher run with Garth Ennis, and he also did uh, oh, okay. Transmetropolitan with uh, Warren Ellis. Never heard of that one. No, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I I Warren thinking. Ellis? Did he write a comic at one point? Warren Ellis wrote a lot of comics. Who am I thinking of? There's then? two Warren Ellis's. There's, like, oh, okay, I'm thinking of the musician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's a comic book uh, okay. writer, okay. Warren Ellis. Okay. So a lot of comics. Yeah. 
Um, I'm thinking of the guy that does like the soundtrack for like the road and shit. And yeah. But Carl uh, Urban is going to be playing uh, Billy Butcher, who's the head of the boys. Okay. And uh, he has a bulldog that he can get to rape things. <laughs> Alright. Like, there's a little yappy dog, and he's like, go fuck it. And the dog went and <laughs> fucked the little dog. Um, that's, just, that's a superpower. You I mean, can talk that's, to his bulldog. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've always wanted in a, in a superhero story. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's the head of the boys, and Carl Urban will be playing them. Nice. But uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are producing this show as uh, well. Okay. Is it going to be for AMC then? No, it's going to be for Amazon. Oh, okay. So they can do more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they, they push... Pre- I mean, they're. I mean, they're not the only one to push push their limits on the AMC, but they push Preacher a lot, and then I'm surprised with the stuff they get away with. So yeah, for sure. The AMC, they need to become just. They need to go do like. They just need to become like HBO. Yeah, they yeah. just need to yeah, embrace the HBO side. And they're get definitely walking that line. Some of the stuff they get shown, like Walking Dead and oh other yeah, things. yeah, they get super dark on some stuff. So mm-hmm. I mean, even Breaking Bad, they were pushing a lot of stuff on with, there. Um, so with Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Yeah, no, 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 that's, no, that's, that's stars. stars. That's stars. Yeah. That's on AMC. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, with, with what I saw from Preacher, they had a lot of like blood effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Like within like the first few minutes of that first episode, guy just blows the <laughs> like blood goes yeah, everywhere. Like, like the African like, oh, play. Yeah, 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 it's really good. Yeah, yeah. They also uh, it's really funny because they show other stuff with like you know um, Humperdinck like mm-hmm. in season like or in the, the comic and everything. His whole history of the lineage of inbreeding and keeping the uh, line of Jesus, uh, the DNA like line of Jesus Christ like pure and everything. It goes back and it shows like Jesus when he was first like hooking up with someone to like to like just have sex and experience it before he died. And they just like have a lot of fun with that episode. Yeah. And like a lot of people were pissed and they were like, "You're showing our Savior having sex." I was like cracking up laughing. Yeah, all the time. sure. It was, it was good, but uh, they, like, pushed it, and they got a lot of heat for it, and they were just like, whatever. <laughs> and they just kept going. Yeah. AMC's like, yeah, we don't care. So. Yeah. We're like, yeah. we knew what we signed up for. Yeah, it's like, we, we, we understand. We that. read the comic. It's like, we know. so funny. You too. have an inbred descendant of Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. oh, that's man. literally retarded and pisses on things. <laughs> and when he pisses on things, he says, turn the water into wine. Yeah. Like, we know what we're getting into. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's good. Um... Oh, speaking of Smallville, we we're this is a segue from like two subjects ago. So there you go. Uh, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum want to come back for a Smallville animated series. Why? I don't know, but it'd be awesome. Sure. Hey, Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum was the best part of it. He was, yeah. He was, Tom Welling was a good Superman. Tom, well, yeah, Tom Welling was good, and uh, Michael Sorry, Rosenbaum. So he wasn't good was, as a good Superman. He's a good Clark Kent because he's I a like Superman. Him, well, he's like yeah, technically never, series. never Superman. Yeah. Um, I, I liked him, and then Michael Rosenbaum is you know like the best Lex Luthor we've ever had, like ever. Next to Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown did Lex Luthor's voice in the Superman animated series and Justice uh, League. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see Michael Rosenbaum doing you know doing the voice of a just do like a one short like return or something where Clark's actually Superman now yeah and Metropolis or some shit and Lex Luthor didn't he die who Lex show? yeah I think he quote unquote dies at one point and then they bring his like sister in yeah and she does some stuff everybody's like boo <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen of her she looks like solid but I I never like I quit I always I fell out of Smallville around like season seven where they introduced uh, Kara like mm. uh, Supergirl, she comes in, and there's also like Bizarro at one point too, and some other stuff. I don't know. I'm going back and gonna try to finish it. They've got everything on Hulu, so but I'd be down for a 
an animated series. Sure. That'd, that'd be fun. They did a comic, too, uh, back when the New 52 thing mm-hmm. blew up back in, like, 2012. They did a short... It might still be running. I bought a, I bought the first issue of it, but I never read it because I never finished the TV show. But um, they did a short comic, Smallville run, and the cover is, like, Superman, like, floating over, yeah. over like, Earth or something. And yeah, they finally like put Batman in that one. Did they? Yeah, oh, during wow. that run. It's like, hey, here's Smallville Batman. Everybody wanted it, but you had to read it. And it was a comic and said, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least they did it. I mean, yeah, there I you guess. go. Um, Amazon acquired the Lord of the Rings yep. uh, TV series. Yep. For one billion, <laughs> yeah, one billion dollars. Um, they outbid Netflix. Netflix wanted originally. I'm just, I'm and just imagining. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just imagining like the bidding war, yeah. where it's like everyone's like Netflix trying to get it, Hulu's trying to get it, Amazon's trying to get it, and Amazon is just like Netflix and Hulu are like, we'll do like you know, hundred million, like two hundred million. Amazon's just like confused, like what are they supposed to do? And so I can just picture Amazon as like Doctor Evil, yeah, and they're like one hundred, and they're like looking over to like their <laughs> to like their like headquarters people, and they're like, should we should we do this? And they're like, yeah, go for it. It's like one hundred bi- billion dollars, <laughs> and, and Lord of Rings is like sold. Netflix and Hulu are just like the fucking idiots. They could have got it for way cheaper. I don't we'll know. just take a bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, whatever. We'll, we'll cut you a break. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's a lot because not only do you have to buy the rights. From Tolkien, but also from New Line Cinema, if they want to have crossover uh, with the Peter Jackson films, oh, okay. just so as well get, as the rights for, so they can get back Orlando Bloom as like Legolas or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, this is allegedly taking place like way before Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. This, okay. And maybe so before like, Hobbit, also. Like, so, like I think maybe this, before like the whole Third Age entirely or something. Or? Yeah, I think it takes place like a couple hundred years before Hobbit as okay. well, or something like that. So. I mean. Elf lived for a while. Maybe Legolas is around for that. Well, I'm Legolas sure Gimli. But, or yeah, I'm no, sure. Gimli. Gimli's not because uh, remember in the Hobbit, his dad is in the Hobbit. Oh, okay. And that's he's right. like, yeah, yeah, my son. He had a picture and his yeah, boy, my son right. Gimli. And it's I... like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Reference. Gotcha. I can't, I kind of block the Hobbit from my from yeah, my mind. I didn't even finish. No I I watched the first two and I didn't. I like walked in when my roommates were watching like the third one at one point mm-hmm. and I was like, Okay that and then the I I saw like Legolas like jumping between steps like when they were in the air because he's like so you remember that part? There's like a part did you watch that one? The third one? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a bridge is collapsing and yeah. the bricks are falling slowly. Or they're falling slowly but Legolas is an and he moves so quickly yeah, yeah, that he jumps like from blink to oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> so There's bad. no point in the third movie. It's just it's- it's, like, like, yeah, it's supposed to be the battle of the two, fight. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed books. to be the battle. Like, yeah. you know, the battle at the end of the book. Which, the battle, I've read The Hobbit like once or twice, yeah. and that battle has never struck me as like legendary. No, like, I've not, read it, and no. I'm like, this is fine. Like, this is cool, but it's not even like Helm's Deep or anything. No. So, what are they trying to do? But They're trying to do Helm's Deep, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll watch the fuck out of that, though, especially since Game of Thrones is going to be ending in the next like year and a half, two years, or whatever. Yeah. Uh,. So yeah, I mean they're gonna need to, like we're going to need that fantasy uh, vacuum field on on TV. Yeah, but a lot of people are like gonna Game be also has that mature They're gonna type. yeah. I mean Lord I've heard isn't gonna do that. You don't think they will? No. 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 You don't think Amazon will try to push it that way? No. Really? No. Not not if not the Tolkien estate is involved. Hmm. I yeah. don't think so. Okay, if the Tolkien estate has any say in it, they yeah. they might not. So I don't know. But uh, segue. Game of Thrones, ah, segways work if I point them out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how they work. Uh, did you hear about the Game of Thrones, like, battle? It could be a whole season of just one big fucking battle. Yeah, they did something where they were, like, it took 55 nights to film, like, just one battle that's happening in, like, season 8 or some shit. 
Uh, I'm Great. down. For, I'm down for that. That's uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not excited for this new season of Game of Thrones. Really? I did not like that last season at all. Really? I did not. I remember you. You liked it a little bit last year when we were talking about it. But yeah. Maybe as like, it sat with you or something like. Yeah, was... it's it's more thought about. It's just it's too predictable. Like, really? For me. Way too predictable. Like now that it's got past the books. Yeah. And it has like TV writers. Yeah. And not George R. R. Martin material to kind of bump off of or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which they rolled well with it the season before that. Yeah. But um, they're just like, all right, let's make it really TV like predictable. Like, I, I didn't like see Daenerys that. and John are going to end up together, and now yeah. they're going to go and attack the kingdom. <laughs> blah 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 blah. And then we're gonna have these things. Uh, like that whole I don't know. There's just a bunch of stuff where. It was slower and like not a lot was happening. And the things that did happen was like I've, it's I've predictable. Heard, I've heard like the exact argument from people where it's almost like it's too fast. It's like it's like too... like how John got everyone and they went north. Well, yeah, ran, like well, yeah, yeah. Night time King. time wise, like time lapse. Yeah, they did that in like is. an episode and a half, but in like older seasons that yeah. would have been like a whole season of yeah. like just them getting north. But nothing and... is really of consequence. I don't feel most of the season. Like everything that could be something that. Like, whenever they take the Red Keep. Yeah. And they get, like, circled. Yeah. And stuff. It's like, oh, man, this something bad could happen. And results with basically nothing fucking happening. But it's, like, used as a cliffhanger for the episode yeah. beforehand. Yeah. But then the episode happens, and just nothing comes of it. It's like, okay, well, we just wasted a fucking episode. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, um... Well, that happens there, but at the same time, like, there's other stuff that happens where it's like, oh, Daenerys is gonna show up. I mean, spoilers for Season 7, obviously, for Game of Thrones, real quick. And we won't talk about this forever. But, uh, I mean, you have, like, Daenerys show up with, like, her dragon to, like, rescue Jon and all them when they're surrounded. And so they all get out of it. And so you're like, okay, well, no one. The thing she could have done, like, immediately. It's like, hey, there's a uh, army of monsters, like, that they're coming. Like, Winter's here. The walkers are, uh, the White Walkers are beyond the wall. And she sends them on this stupidest fucking quest. (laughs) Like, how would all of you go? capture one and bring it back it's like you have three fucking dragons how do we get on one we fly over there That's... you look fucking down and we come back and then instead she goes over there anyways it gets one of the fucking dragons killed like... yeah uh, it's it's i see i i appreciated what they were doing because with her character she was becoming that's exactly why i like uh, bruce wayne and batman or superman is because she's getting blinded by her like ambitions and like just like batman being like i'm pissed off because they destroyed blah, blah blah and i'm gonna fight and i'm just blinded by anger Daenerys is blinded by, like, she spent so much time, like, not in Westeros, over in, like, Essos or whatever it is, and she's like, fuck all this, I've seen what people can do, I'm coming over here, nothing's gonna be right until I'm the queen, and so I'm coming over here to do everything, and then even John and them show up, and they're like, no, we've got other shit to worry about, and she's like, fuck that, you go do your thing, I'm fucking pissed and I'm doing this, like, maybe if you can bring me back some proof, I'll help you, and then they find out, like, all of them are about to die, and she's like, fuck, and so she goes out there anyways, and she helps them, and I like how the dragon actually gets killed well, yeah. because there's like big stakes to her. I'm just like, oh, like all right, now they it's got like a fucking the only ice stake dragon. in the whole season, other it's... than Littlefinger getting fucking killed. Yeah, yeah. The it's... whole season is a whole bunch of fucking nothing. Bran can tell the future and past, or whatever or can tell the past, <laughs> but he doesn't know about a fucking marriage. How the <laughs> fuck do you not know about a marriage? Like I can see everything. I'm Bran the what, 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 mar- what marriage are you talking about? About um, about how oh, John uh, is actually lineage from Targaryens. That's like what how he they... saw there. He He's, didn't. Yeah, he did. Sam told him about it. He's no. He saw like the last season ends with that, like season six. Yeah, Sam, it ends with him having like the realization because he goes up and he finds out that Sam tells him. 
he doesn't know he he didn't notice that they got an annulment and that they had a secret marriage. Sam, Sam tells someone else because he tells them like he reads it in the book. He told and he yeah, tells because he told Brandon and like everyone's talks. freaked out that he's the only one that knows and he ends up telling like uh his his girl uh Tilly or yeah whatever Tilly he is. tells yeah. her earlier or she's she's the one that figures it out. Yeah, that's sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah. she, she finds it out, out, and then she like tells Sam. But then or he then he meets up with Bran, and they're talking about it. Yeah. And then Bran's like, "How did I not see this or whatever?" Oh, uh, okay. I, I remember him seeing the yeah. birth, and then right when he sees like the baby, it cuts to Jon Snow's yeah. face, and so everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, the, the audience puts it together. Yeah. I, she told I me Bran don't... missed that. He missed a simple fucking thing. Like, yeah. no, well, he... not, not even any paperwork. Like, oh well, there was any paperwork for that marriage, so I can only see in the past <laughs> that involves things with fucking paperwork. Well, he's he's also like getting like I like how he's because I I didn't notice that he didn't care, or it's just been a while or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like he also is just like this is a new thing for him, yeah. and so he's like. He seems kind of epic, and when everyone talks to him, they're like, "Like, oh shit! Like, you've, you've got a lot of power now." And he's really just like, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm I'm the new like third or three eyed raven. Like, I don't know what." And so he tries to sound smart and everything, yeah. but he's like not really, and he yeah. fucks up on some stuff. I noticed they were doing that with him in the show in general. Like when he became the third three eyed raven, I must have forgot or like didn't catch the part with with Sam telling yeah. him or whatever. But uh. No, I, I mean, I like the last season. The last season is very much, you can tell, I like, you can tell they're definitely branching into more action and stuff now, and more fantasy, which I'm definitely a fan of, because the first, even though the first seasons are awesome and everything, it's the whole, like, one of the whole points of the show is that they're having a build-up like that, and they're, like, slowly building up, it's like, hey, this is really hard fantasy, and it's, like, not really any magic or anything going on or whatever, but then they start like slowly like getting to it. And it's like now we've got fucking three dragons flying around and witches and like all this kind yeah, of people sure. coming back from the dead. And, yeah. So I mean, it it slowly embraces it, and now like season set season seven was the ultimate like em- embracing of it. It felt like watching like a World of Warcraft like war come to life yeah, or something. Right. And like it, I I really liked it. But yeah, yeah we'll see what happens with season eight. Yeah, so, we'll I mean, see. Yeah, fifty five nights for a fight though. I. Battle of the Bastards is like one of my favorite on-screen yeah, fights that's, that's ever. Good. That thing yeah. is incredible. So if they do the same thing they did with that, only expanded even more. I don't even I don't even know what to imagine. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you got anything else? Uh, the last thing I have is that Jordan Pill is working with Amazon. He's producing a show, a four-part yeah. docudrama series about Lorena Bobbitt. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Why is, he, why is, he, is there anything you know about that? Like, what? what is... Uh, what's going on with that? Like, uh, let me see. I think he has he said, like, any quote like, about it? I haven't heard anything about that. Um, he had a quote about it. Let me see if I still have the news on it. Um, yeah, I got it right here. Um, I wonder if this rain is going to be picked up on the mics. You saw this was, like, storm today, right? I'm not surprised. I can't <laughs> like, say what he wants to do. It's like super light. Um, Pill had, had this to say about the project. When we hear the name Bobbitt, we think of one of the most sensational incidents to ever be catapulted into a full-blown media spectacle, Pill says. <laughs> With this project, Lorena has a platform to tell her truth as well as engage in a critical conversation <laughs> about gender dynamics, abuse, and her demand for justice. This is Lorena's story, and we're honored to help her tell it. So she's involved with it. Okay. Just like, I didn't just cut my husband's cock off and just throw it out a window like there's a reason why i did it there's more this is a more nuanced conversation than yeah. just just throwing dicks out windows he uh, knew what he was getting into yeah 
That'll, okay, yeah, I'll be down for that. Jordan Hill, I mean, he's, you know, he's Get Out. producing a lot now to, yeah. after Get Out. That's one of the best movies of the last year. So, it is. I mean, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be excited to see what else he does. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I think that's it for news. Sure. So now our, we're doing A Quiet Place first. Now we'll move on to our review of A Quiet Place. Yes. Uh, so what did you think of A Quiet Place? Our first off, uh, what's, I mean, yeah, what, fuck it. What did you think of it? <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, that's what I thought of the movie. I said, fuck it. Yeah? Fuck that movie. No, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And it was really quiet in it, so you were like, fuck it. And yeah. people were like, huh? There's no noise. <laughs> fuck you, Krasinski. <laughs> you are just like opening your fucking like Sour Pouch cans. You're like, <laughs> I brought, I brought, fuck this. I brought five cans of soda with me and just had it with, <laughs> just like the most tense moments. I didn't even drink it. I just put it on the fucking ground. And then like another tense moment, I'm like, <laughs> Put it on the Everything ground. Everything gets really quiet. And you're like, yeah. all right. You just like start to shake it and throw it on people and stuff. Pour it on the fucking ground. Like, sir, you, we're gonna ask you to leave. Like, oh, what? I didn't pay. That was a free country. <laughs> you're just like stepping on the on the liquid on the ground after. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll leave. Stop cross yeah. people's vision. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, but it was good. Yeah, Quiet Place is great. Uh, what What is it. the since we didn't do the info earlier? What's that director and all that? Uh, who, who John directed? Krasinski John directed Krasinski. it and co-wrote it. Okay, um, this is his third film he yeah. directed. His only good film, apparently. His other two films, yeah, have very not not good reception. Yeah, um, or good uh, critical reaction. But uh, it stars him and his wife in real life, Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt as yep. a married couple in this. Yep. Um, as well as two kids, one of them who is actually deaf in real life, Mil- plays a daughter. Yeah, it's Millie something. Uh, yeah. Millicent Summons. Simmons. Okay. Um, and it's Ooh, written there's... by him, Brian Woods, and Scott Beck. Yeah, um, and originally it was written by them first. Yeah. And then he read it. They wrote it as a Cloverfield movie originally. Well, they wrote it originally, from what I read, they wrote it originally back in college, mm-hmm. and they really like just kept it under the radar for a while. They're trying to develop it into a Cloverfield Yeah, and film. they took it to Paramount, and they were yeah. like, hey, do you guys want to turn this into a Cloverfield movie? And apparently they were like, oh, no, this is you guys can do just fine without a Cloverfield thing. So they didn't even buy yeah, it. They were just, just like, your own yeah, thing. they were just like, do, which... I'm glad to see that happen. Like, yeah. I'm glad. I mean, you could totally, after the Cloverfield paradox, you can say whatever about anything and be like, everything's a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. But uh, this one officially isn't one. But it absolutely could have been, especially after we got Ten Cloverfield Lane. Like, this is very reminiscent of Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. But sure. uh, yeah, they they apparently did take it to Paramount, and so they got it to John Krasinski, and John Krasinski like read it and he loved it. And apparently, he's not yeah. a big horror fan either. No, he's but, not a horror guy. Yeah. I was watching like a, I was watching like a lot of like even last night I watched like three YouTube like interviews with him just like talking about the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really you're interesting. Like, John, you're so charming. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're so good at putting staplers in Jello, pissing <laughs> off your coworker. It's uh no he does this one. There's actually I can't remember the YouTube channel, um but he does a YouTube ch- or there's a YouTube channel that posted a video they. They call uh, they have a series called like breaking down a scene or something, and he broke down the scene where the kids are playing uh, the one of the trailer where they're playing the game and yeah, they knock it's the, the lantern scene, yeah. mm-hmm. and so he broke down that whole scene and talked about like what they were doing in it and how 
they actually did use like real fire and they were like uh-huh. yeah we were kind of worried about it because you know we had the kids <laughs> there but he was like the kid he's like the boy uh the young boy actually was the one that pushed for the practical effect he's just a fucking kid wanting to play with fire but right. <laughs> but yeah he was like yeah he wanted he pushed it and so we he like when we when they did one cut there was like a stunt double so it wasn't the kid it was a stunt double mm-hmm. but uh yeah john krasinski is like actually putting out the fire in that and yeah yeah, yeah. It's really well done, but um, like at the killer cop, I've been playing out the kid also. Yeah, exactly. This is getting out of hand. Help! <laughs> this is my first time really, really directing. Come on, guys. But, Michael Bay, help me. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. That he just comes in and makes the kid explode. Yeah. That'd be a million dollars. Probably, probably, probably the best. <laughs> but uh, a million dollars. Uh, well, first of all, it's probably the best thing that they didn't market this as a Michael Bay produced film. It's a is good it thing. produced by him? Yeah, it's, wow, it's a Platinum Dunes film. Oh, okay. Um, but it's uh, probably the best that during the uh, advertisement campaign and all that, yeah, the promotional material, they were like, from Michael Bay. It's probably best that, like, me and Chris noticed it, like, in the credits. Yeah. When it, that came up in the credits, like, oh, Michael Bay produced yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, huh. so... Uh, I mean, he also produced the Friday the 13th remake, and that did. was really good. That was so. really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie was only made for $17 million. Really? Yes. Wow. Which farther proves my point. <laughs> uh, there's no reason why we should be spending $300 million oh, on yeah. every fucking and movie. These, like, Avengers. Not even Avengers, just like there's big movies yeah. out there, or yeah, quote-unquote big. Yeah. There's movies out there that just like don't really have that many special effects, and you end up seeing that they had a budget and like... The hundred and fifty dollar brain. There's a good little amount of special range. effects in this film. Also, it was they sold decent, it for seventeen yeah. million dollars, and it's made back one hundred fifty one point three million dollars. <laughs> now listen, I'm a fucking producer. I'm not. I'm never gonna push for three hundred million dollars, a hundred yeah. million dollar movie. It's like I, I'm gonna give you twenty million. Yeah. And do what you want with if it. John Krasinski can do it. You can do it. It's what Blumhouse does. We're yeah. like, here's twenty three million. This wasn't a Blumhouse. No, this movie. is a Platinum Dudes. Yeah. Uh, it looked like a freaking Blumhouse movie. Paramount. Oh, okay. Paramount. Okay. So, um, yeah. So they made like a shitload of money back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Yeah, even our the our, we went and saw it on like Saturday afternoon or something. Mm-hmm. It was pretty pretty well packed for yeah, Saturday for sure. afternoon. It was like yeah. a three o'clock showing. It was it was pretty packed. Um, yeah. Who did the? What's up, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, who did the what? Who did the score? Uh, that would be Marco Beltrami. Uh, Marco Beltrami did uh, you know, the score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, he did, what, he what's the there of it? Yeah. He, he did. Uh, he's worked with Wes Craven a lot. He did the Scream movies. Um, Ooh, he nice. did three ten. Okay. He got nominated for three ten to Yuma. Yeah, and Hurt Locker. Okay. Um, he also scored Hellboy, uh, The Wolverine. Okay. Um. He's done a lot. He did the faculty back in the day. Ooh, uh, I've got that on Blu-ray, like right over there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, nice. Mimic Resident Evil. He, he's he's done a lot of stuff. The um, first Resident Evil. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Um, he did a movie called, um, if I remember right, maybe he didn't do the Helmsman. I thought he did, but uh, yeah, he did um, Terminator Three. Ooh, he, okay. He did a uh, Blade he, Two. He's done a lot yeah, of movies he's done, I like. He's done a lot. I Robot. Triple X Two. Ooh, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, he's done uh, he's done a lot. So um, interesting. But yeah, he's been nominated twice. Um, he did a good job on this. Yeah, what, he did uh, a really good what job little bit. It, that's one thing I really appreciated about this movie is that they. I knew they weren't going to do literally a whole movie of silence. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows it's not going to happen. Yeah. But they paced everything out really well. Not even just with the music, but with... I mean, 
what overall with the levels of silence versus the levels of at least having some kind of sound. There's definitely a lot of naturalistic sounds in this movie. Um, you don't get too much dialogue, but there is some in there. And a lot of what you do get is non-diegetic sound, the score, the music. And even then, they don't overdo it. There's yeah, sure. moments where it comes up for a second, mm-hmm. you hear it, and you know, it's like a fucking shark dipping his head out of the water real quick and then going back in or something. I don't know. Yeah, right. uh, no, it's really... They, they had really, really good pacing for silence versus sound, except for one thing we both agree on, which is like there's a point in the movie where things kind of blow oh, up. Over, yeah. yeah, and then like it stays at that heightened sense, yeah. which is... It's fun watching that heightened sense, but like you've said, it kind of loses that charm yeah. that the first half of the movie had yeah. where it was very quiet and very... Well, there, there's there's rules for the world, which if the rules were amplified more during that point, I wouldn't have minded so much. Because yeah. there's like, you can make noise to a certain extent. Uh-huh. You can make noise as long as there's a louder noise yeah. happening. Yeah. So like, if you're near like running water, mm-hmm. you can talk. Yeah, you can like kind of talk to each other and stuff. Because probably yeah. go next to a waterfall. Yeah. And John Krasinski just starts yelling, and he's like, hey, you can, he tells his son. Yeah, can start they go, like, behind the waterfall. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not going to hear you. Like, woo! Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking Rick flares it up. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> starts, he's starts, actually, I thought it was weird he had the robe on. Yeah, he starts strutting <laughs> down yeah, the, behind the waterfall. Yeah. Puts his son into the figure four, like, log. It was really weird. <laughs> was I didn't weird. know, I didn't know I didn't what was know going on. I don't know if it was child abuse or not, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah. It's well done, well done. Yeah, like, the kid actually pushed for that practice. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he he also wanted them to light him on fire during it. <laughs> he, he wanted to do those stunts. The kid, yeah. he pushed for it all. Um, but uh, and then there's another part with fireworks. Yes, as a distraction. I love that uh, but, part. But but oh, the problem man. is that whenever everything amps up at the point we're talking about, like this climax or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, there's no loud sound really happening at the time. Uh-huh. There's just making fucking noise and the scores going and it cur- turns from a movie that for 85% of the film 9% of the film is handled so well in sound design everything. Yeah. Then when it hits it, it turns into just you know, not not bad, but it turns into normal, you know, big budget schlock. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, where it definitely it gets... loses a charm of yeah. just like it, it should have it should have focused more on the noise levels and quietness again to add more tension, even that last scene, because yeah. I mean, mild spoilers, of course they come face to face with one of the aliens and uh-huh. that last scene, but there's no like feeling of stakes as much as there could be if it was so just quiet and then kind yeah. of like knock around because at this point, like the score is going on and more noise is happening. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I would rather you guys like, if it's just like quiet and you just like, don't know yeah. that whatever noise yeah. happens, it distracts you, you yeah. know, and you lose focus on that monster for a second, so you don't know what it's going to do or what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, know. yeah. Because once they introduce like the uh, very heavily when they introduce the monsters, um, you know, like halfway through the movie where you start seeing them a little bit more often, there are a couple of parts, specifically the corn silo part. Mm-hmm. That part has some quiet stuff in it, um, but like there's stuff around that where they just don't really let the movie calm down again. Like they kind of keep things a little amped up and. It, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, you know, John Krasinski running with a shotgun was very fun. I was all, all for that. And they still they still get, like, really creative with, like, other stuff. That's one of the things I really liked about this movie is the creative storytelling throughout most of it. There's one part in particular where I was like, oh, like, what? And it didn't bother me. I've heard a lot of reviewers complain about it. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll get into it in spoilers. It didn't bother me as much, though. But um, 
Overall, I mean, I enjoy. I really, really enjoyed. The oh movie. yeah, I liked it a lot. Really solid, like it's you one know, of the best movies I've seen in the year so far. Yeah, besides Game Night, this is like besides my favorite Game movie Night. of the year. Game uh, Night is incredible too. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was something that have been really, really good, and this one is probably best. It's been kind of like, I mean, I was looking at the list of movies we've seen so far this yeah. year. Oh, yeah, I, gotta put, I gotta put Beirut in there. That's yeah, right. um, <laughs> I've been keeping it on my phone too, so I'll remember it. But uh, I was kind of looking at it. I was looking at the list. I'm like, none of these movies are bad. Like, there was. I don't think there was any movie. Oh, oh like you know, like, some Ready, bad for me. But. Yeah, Ready Player One. I know you didn't. Like <laughs> yeah. But uh, how do you like, spell Beirut? B B E I R U T. Okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, this one is probably definitely one of the better ones. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Um. So we can get into spoilers, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into spoilers. So, um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> all right, well, spoilers then. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, I mean, so you can already. So I saw this first trailer back when we uh, we saw it separately, but The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. And after I saw the first trailer, I didn't want to see anything else. Mm-hmm. So I saw the first trailer. I I held off for you know four or five months, um, and then went into the movie basically blind like i knew that first trailer and they don't the first trailer is really well done it, it shows just the right amount of stuff doesn't Not spoil anything trailer. yeah so i i avoided the second trailer second trailer um, spoils that she's pregnant it spoils that she's it doesn't pregnant show in the first trailer and like, it spoils, even when she's in the bathtub in the first trailer you, can't you don't tell know pregnant. what yeah you just know she's like i thought, I thought she, she was hiding that's what i thought yeah. i thought she was hiding. i mean and she is but and the second one shows her delivering yeah like, it shows her like pregnant she's like because you see her like sit down in the tub with her belly. Yeah. it's like oh she's gonna be delivering yeah. and then it also shows one of the alien slash monsters like arms like on the wall mm-hmm. like when it's coming in behind her yeah. or whatever um so i was very happy i didn't uh have to see any of that but for everyone to know, now that we're in spoilers, I mean, obviously, you've either seen the movie or don't care about it. But, yeah, it's aliens or monsters or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's aliens. Did they ever say, like, officially? Yeah, there, there's just a paper clip that they show. It's the newspaper at the beginning of the movie. They say something about an asteroid or some shit. Oh, oh okay. One of the clips on the okay. board, it says something about asteroid lands or oh, something okay. like that. So, I guess it's aliens. Because I know when they were walking out of the store in the beginning of the movie, which... That beginning is incredibly tense. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, holy, like on the edge of my seat when that kid's trying to get that rocket ship. I was like <laughs> losing my shit. Um, but they walk out of the store. That's you know, another thing spoil in the second trailer. Show yeah. the kid with the rocket that, ship. I, yeah, I went back and watched the second trailer yeah. after the movie, and I was like, they showed the Someone fucking put rocket, the rocket ship. ship down. And they picks it back up like, he's picking those batteries up all of a sudden. Oh, and he man. picks the batteries up like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that, that part was like, but when they walk out, they see that, um, you see the newspaper flapping on the, it's like a tabloid kind of newspaper, and it's like, it's sound, and it's like, okay, that's what attracts the things, or whatever. Um, but the beginning of the movie definitely it's it up, where they just like, they just pull an it and kill the kid, like in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, a, that's a popular thing to do now. Yeah, just yeah. Just kill a child right through exactly. the Exactly, just, just kill one, let us know, you know, yeah, kids, we don't care about kids in this we're, movie. We're setting our boundaries right now, <laughs> yeah. like, we're gonna kill him. Yeah, and then you know what you're in for for the rest of the movie. Exactly. No other kids are gonna die in this movie, but uh, but you know what the stakes are. Yeah, so. you know that we aren't afraid to kill a kid. Exactly. <laughs> it was, it's it was get just a point where it's like a kid that's not even like a main character or anything. Somebody's just gonna pull a kid and just <laughs> the fucking head right at the beginning. It's like, all right, now you know what <laughs> what lengths we we'll go to. Now that we got that out of the way, here's La La Land too. It's like, wait a minute, what? Okay, they'll do anything in this movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
that the beginning is awesome. And then yeah. you see, I like whenever John Krasinski starts running towards him, and then you see oh. like the creature like yeah. running through the. You just see it like skittering through the woods. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh man. He misses That's it rough. just like I mean, what? What is he gonna do if he does pick him up? Yeah. Like, he was just I standing mean, there. Like, he would have got to exactly. Like, he wasn't. Gonna happen? He wasn't gonna be able to do anything. Yeah. But he's running straight toward, and then you hear him. Uh, do you hear him like yell no? Yeah. When the, when the, the alien like tackles the kid, yeah. you just see the kid, and he's like no. He like yeah. yells really quick. Oh man. It was, it was it was gut wrenching. It was good though. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the whole entire movie is about this like family just trying to live on the their farm mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're trying to survive in a, you know, nightmare, just a hell where you can't make noise or anything. Um, it's it's really it's really well done. They they keep most of the movie like really silent and they especially in the first half. Um, they don't have so, like you hear the score come up every now and then. Some of the people are like talking. So the one part I was talking about earlier though. Is how they did a bit of exposition, where John Krasinski is like in his like basement lab, whatever it is, and uh, people are allowed to go down into. I, I don't know, like his yeah, he wasn't <laughs> except for his, him and his wife. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> let his daughter go. Down. I didn't know what was. I didn't know what the point of that was. Maybe because he didn't want her to see all the earpieces he's making for her. I don't Maybe know. I don't know, but um, there's a you notice like the whiteboard down there, mm-hmm. and like so he just has. So a lot of reviewers that I listened to specifically had a problem with the whiteboard, but they were like, that's the stupidest thing in the movie, and we hated it. <laughs> Where you just walk down and it's like, armor? Alien? What is weakness? And, like, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And so, like, it's a really sloppy way of doing exposition. And I get it. I'm like, yeah, that is that is kind of dumb. Especially they... when you have news articles that are right next to the board that says, sound is a weakness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Armor, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, there's literal well, news articles. Yeah. Like, well, they're saying sound, like, attracts them and everything, but it's like... How the fuck do they make newspapers? I don't know. Like, how do they run the machines to make that, newspapers that's the and thing then about, deliver the that's newspapers? That's the thing about this movie. If you think about it too much, it, it starts falling apart. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, so no one snores in this? No one farts, farts in yeah. this? No one has allergies and is sneezing constantly? Yeah. Or So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you kind of have to enjoy it for the short story that it is. Right. But, um... Like, they, like when they have... When she when he knocks Emily Blunt up, like, really, like, shooting fireworks off? So, like, <laughs> so they make, like, sex sounds? Sex yeah. <laughs> So no, they, they, like, probably, they probably just have to be quiet I don't so know. to cover all the moaning and like yeah. <laughs> and all that like <laughs> uh no um i i didn't have as problem as big a problem with the whiteboards because a lot of people were like it's yeah, stupid in this show it. on exposition and my thing was is that like yeah if they're not talking to each other of course if he has his wife down there he's writing it on the board to converse with her about what they're trying to brainstorm about sure so that's what i thought i thought he was just like probably down there with you know his wife one time yeah. and they're just like and she, he's like weakness, and she's like, mm. everybody's just like, sh- everybody's just shrugging at each other for five minutes, like, oh, I don't know. It's like eight child. And she's like, mm, probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I really like the part where she comes down there listening to earbuds, and yeah. they split the earbuds and listen to the music it. and dance, just like Jim and Pam in the office. Yeah, this is great. And then, and then they have you know marital problems like Jim and Pam. In the <laughs> yeah, office. exactly. And then one of their kill- kids gets killed by an alien, just like Jim yeah. and Pam in the one office. One their so. kids get killed by Dwight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he, he abducts them. Yeah, um, but my problem more of was uh, that they know it's sound. Yeah, that harms like they they feed off a of sound. It's been like three years. Nobody, you tell me, nobody tests well, with supersonics. It's, it's been like a year, a year and a half. I mean, but yeah, yeah it's like no one eventually. Yeah, maybe some other people have gotten yeah. that because it's like when it first starts is like day eighty nine. Yeah. So they're only three months into this, and. The, sh- the world's already gone to shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this thing happened quickly, and they discovered something about it, but they maybe humanity couldn't mm-hmm. recover from it, and yeah. so like it happened like that. 
And then when it jumps after the kid dies and, you know, she's pregnant or whatever, it's like a year and a half later. So it's day, I think, like 489 yeah. or something. So, you know, it's like a little over a year they later. They did the most something. irresponsible thing you can do. What, get fucking knock, knock somebody. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I always like when that stuff happens, too, because you see that, you know, it happens in The Walking Dead with, like, Lynn and Maggie or something. And you see it and you're just like, that sucks. But like, it's even more irresponsible with this because, like, you can't make noise. Babies never fucking shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. babies will it's, not be quiet. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, we already live in a world. Like, I, I always accept that because yeah, we sure. already live in a world where things are super irresponsible and people are still having kids all the time. Sure. And a lot of people who can't, like, support, like, people just don't think of it sometimes. It's like you are in love with someone or whatever, and you get fucking horny, and, and you have yeah, sex, sure. and then that you try to be careful, but sometimes it doesn't work. So I'm, I'm always pretty forgiving of that. Um, but I did like how creative they got with the stuff, especially sure. when the baby's born. It, that That's another part uh, yeah. where I'm just like, it's really cool. I love the idea of the fireworks and everything, but, like, she has that baby super quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, super, like, it's done in, like, five minutes. Yeah. And... That was crazy, mm-hmm. but um, sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, it, you know, it's a movie, so whatever. Yeah. Um, you got you got to do some things for narrative. Yeah, reasons. but they <laughs> still they still you know there's still stakes to it. Yeah, they sure. still he has to get his wife and the baby down to the house, the, down to the room in the farm that they were preparing, mm-hmm. where it was gonna be soundproof and stuff. Even when they get him down there, they put the baby in a fucking box, <laughs> <laughs> and we see. I'm trying not to laugh for that part because oh. they like put because the, they give a little oxygen, yeah, tank yeah, so it yeah. can breathe and stuff, and they're just like. Boom, they close a box <laughs> on the baby. And I, I guess it's just because it's not something common you see, but like they just yeah. put that baby in a box. I <laughs> was I was horrified from that. I was like, this is this is disturbing. Like I, I was genuinely disturbed by that part. Uh just thinking about the baby like living a lot of its life yeah. in a fucking in a black, like just no light and a box. Oh man. It was terrifying. That's but um buried alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they still um they're able to talk a little bit down there. Their kids are uh, on the other side of the farm and they have to go save them and everything. I like the stuff they were going through with their kids. Uh, you know, the older sister trying to help the younger brother and everything. That was really well done. I also really like that John, he said in multiple interviews, almost every interview, he kind of makes sure to, uh, everyone knows that Millie, the girl who plays the oldest daughter, who's blind in the movie is actually blind in real life yeah. too. Yeah. Or, sorry, not yeah. blind, deaf. Yeah. She's <laughs> so, blind and deaf. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's blind like and deaf. Exactly. Oh yeah. She's a, yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but she's deaf in the movie and she's deaf in real life. And like, apparently John, John Krasinski like really pushed for that. He's like, we're like, I want this authenticity, this like layer of like depth to the movie where like, not only will she be able to act accordingly, but she's even like helping us like think of things and, understand stuff there's a really good scene where her and uh john krasinski are arguing mm-hmm. and they're just arguing in sign language yeah they argue a lot in this movie. <laughs> it was really well done there uh, uh there's a lot of sign language and everything you're reading some subtitles yeah. and stuff when they when they try to talk to each other um i think even when they whispered at some point you had like subtitles and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah they were i, I like that they weren't afraid afraid to commit to that yeah. especially especially john when he was helping with the casting and stuff he's mm-hmm. like we're getting this like deaf girl here yeah. we're using her so get on board studios with it, so. like no you're gonna use dakota fanning like, <laughs> she's too old now it's like we really know. like her in war of the worlds like, no yeah. you're making no. war of the worlds right you're like no not you're making the, the sequel right she can be older it's a yeah. sequel um speaking of sequels they're saying that they're have script ideas don't make a sequel to this don't movie don't need a sequel I've there's heard, no yeah, I've heard need because the writers not. are like we're already in the works with script ideas it's like don't 
It's like it's like we're making a sequel to Get Out. It's like don't make a sequel <laughs> to Get Out. Like we said everything we yeah. needed to. There's, yeah. Like it's you don't just, need it. Like what are you gonna do with the sequel of, of of this movie? Like I'm not a huge fan of how this movie ended. Oh really? Well, I thought it was kind of corny. It is, but I, I liked it all the I, more for so it. I was just yeah. like yeah. Um, her just cocking that shotgun. Yeah, her <laughs> cocking that shotgun. Like yeah. Like the whole time I was just thinking like where's this movie going? Yeah. Like I mean I get the concept, but. Where where is this movie leading to? Like where's the, like where's the ending? It's building to. Yeah. And that's where it ended, which feels fine. It's like okay, so basically this movie is focusing on just this one day. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot happens in this day. <laughs> it's like you had a kid, you died. <laughs> all the monsters know where you are. Yep. They're all coming to your place to fuck you up. Hopefully um, you don't run out of shotgun shells. Yeah. Like, all right. Or or, or hearing aids. Yeah. Um. But uh where it did end was like okay i see you yeah know, i'll build to this yeah. so it ending there is like all right that makes sense because you can either do that or you can have a really bleak ending no yeah and yeah. they're gonna want to do something that's slightly optimistic but still pretty dark because it's yeah. like they're probably not gonna survive all of them they might not i mean yeah um, they, the, the way they ended it's like yeah they, it's a little optimistic it's yeah. like, oh man they could they could do this so yeah let's see especially because he only says there's like three or four in their like area or something well that's the thing that they say that but he's up on the silo at one point and you see the other fires lit around the area so yeah. there's other families there are like, yeah in the area but i think but they are... just didn't give a fuck <laughs> it's like oh they're probably getting attacked that sucks they're yeah stay here. <laughs> well i think they're all just you know all in that area like they mm-hmm. only have to deal like maybe maybe john krasinski's character is only really run into about four or five so that's the one they seen two earlier yeah, <laughs> it's a cool little callback later on. Well, my my favorite scene in the film is when John Krasinski dies. Oh yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like he has to make a distraction, uh huh, or whatever. Because his kids are in the truck and everything. Yeah, yeah. but him and uh, his daughter been having trouble the whole movie because she thinks he hates her. Yeah, because yeah. he think she thinks that he holds her responsible for the little brother dying because yeah. she handed him the plane and everything, mm-hmm. but he didn't. You know, he just. Yeah, probably dealing with the stress of living yeah. in this world. And he so wasn't. Very yeah, he, he didn't like express it. I guess well yeah, enough to her, and so she felt like she was hated. Yeah, yeah, but he just signs like "I love you," like "I always love you." Yeah, and then like he just starts screaming. Yeah, because the monsters attacking them, and they just come and just like kills them. Yeah, but it was, like it was really well done. really really good. I yeah. love that part. Um, but yeah, the, the movie's really good. Um, I definitely give a high recommendation. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. It was, was super, about. super well done. Apparently, before they cast it too, John Krasinski was trying to get a. He was trying to get like he really wanted Emily Blunt to like be his, uh, be his wife in the movie, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like going to ask her to like make her feel like pressured to be into yeah. it. So he like purposely didn't ask her the whole time and was trying to find all these people and like no one like even Emily Blunt was like recommending people being like oh you should try I've worked with her like you should like try this or whatever and like none of it was really working out and uh apparently she like he he let her like they were on a plane going home one day and she was like here she was like let me let me read the script like just give it to me and he's like okay and so she gave it or he gave it to her and she read the script and then right after she read the script she like set it down and turned to him on the plane and she's like you have to let me play the wife yeah. and he was just like yes <laughs> he like yeah, said it like yeah. super loud and he's like oh sorry i mean yeah yeah okay cool yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like really wanting her to do it and so she finally like she approached him with it and he like jumped on it yeah and right. you can tell like in the movie they have really good like chemistry and oh, everything course. it's yeah, yeah it's, it's, i mean life. yeah they're married in real life so they're really good at portraying you know husband and wife husband in the movie yeah. it's uh yeah the whole movie is just really 
really well done and i like the i don't know if it showed up in the script or if it showed up in the directing wise but the the creativity and the mm-hmm. and most of the storytelling through the movie it's like oh they're trying not to make sand or they're not trying not to make sound so they like lay sand trails into town and they walk barefoot on sand and then when they play you know a board game like monopoly they replace all the little pieces with like cotton balls and pieces mm-hmm. of yarn and like all this kind of stuff just like all the like even in that house that leads down to his basement they have all the wood like the wood planks painted the ones that don't creak so you can walk on the right ones to it's just yeah they get really really creative with it and i really i, I appreciated yeah. all that yeah those, i appreciate uh, the whole uh, movie as a whole a lot yeah um, the very... thing I didn't like i didn't like the jump scares um yeah i well it just because some were like super obvious i just so felt like yeah, like, there's like one yeah. where like the girl goes to grab the flashlight and the son's hand comes out yeah, and yeah. stuff. And it's just like, yep, okay. Yeah. It's like, the one with the raccoons like on the house. Yeah, they tried to like the cheap ones where it's like see it come a mile away. It's yeah. like you could just like focus on the tension of of uh the situation more than just yeah. like doing this like cheap little thing. And even like whenever the hand comes out on that one part, like it doesn't even look good. Like it like they speed up the frame rate where his hand comes out really fast and grabs it. Oh. Grabs her I, arm I, I and didn't stuff. I just noticed, like, you know, jump scares in general are usually kind of loud sudden, yeah. suddenly, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was warranted in this movie. Well, yeah. It's, you know, by by contrast, it's even louder because the whole movie is silent. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I appreciated the jump scares in this movie more so than I do usually in other movies. Yeah, sure. Just because they were, they made more sense and they were much more effective mm-hmm. in this movie. But, um, yeah, there, there were some cheap jump scares. It was, yeah. It was whatever. Sure. Uh I was gonna say something. What horror movies don't have it nowadays? Yeah, exactly. The Witch. Does The Witch not have any? Which, which, uh, <laughs> which may have one. Okay. But like the guy completely just focuses on, like, atmosphere. And nice. Everything. That's what okay. makes Witch so good. Yeah, I, think. I really want to watch that. It's on Amazon, so I need to watch it before we take it off or something. Um, yeah. So that's a quiet place. What would you give the award to? I wouldn't give it to Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wrote, directed, and acted in it, and he finally made a good movie he, yeah he killed it yeah he, he yeah, did really good uh, he, he did really really good in it yeah. um just how he put everything together and looks like somebody that's an established director absolutely you know and, yeah uh, even stephen king like praised him on like twitter oh really just, like talking about like how it's one of like the greatest horror movies we've had in like you know a, a, like a decade or something and he's just like and he specifically called out like how it was shot and directed, mm-hmm. and he said it was incredible. <laughs> and that's like you know the master of horror. I so. also want to give my award to a Stephen King for um, there you go. <laughs> really liking that movie. So there's two awards. There you go. Cool. <laughs> there you go, Stephen King. <laughs> I'll uh, go, go, go write another book about a bunch of kids fucking each yeah, other. Yeah, right. Having a gangbang in a sewer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gang sewer gangbang. <laughs> yeah. Nextvideos.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Don't search for that. Don't do it. <laughs> probably you'll probably get put good. on a list. <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. put child sewer gangbang, or you're gonna probably probably put yeah. it on that list. Oof, that's a, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'll probably give my award to uh, like maybe like I guess the writers for coming up with the concept. I really like the concept of this movie. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot to get me uh, jealous and mad about a movie that's like i didn't write that so now i'm pissed yeah right uh beyond like that's happened very very few other times with other movies like one of the few ones i can think which i didn't like the movie that much but i like the concept was uh the purge like when the purge came out mm-hmm. i was like that's such a fucking cool concept they're still trying. really they still are i really like the <laughs> second movie i haven't watched the third movie and then they've also got another movie coming out this summer coming out. yeah it's, it's like, like the, the first film. the first year yeah. or something or the first purge or whatever yeah. but I, I really like the concept of this movie just uh 
all right, everything's going to be silent, and we have to tell, because especially when you're, like, when you're trying to write something, you don't realize how hard visual storytelling is until you're trying to describe something with no dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I do that a lot, and I actually really enjoy that, and that's something that I try to challenge myself with in my own screenwriting. I've done a lot of, like, scenes where I put, like, no dialogue in it, Mm -hmm. so you can't have characters conversing back and forth to explain something you have to show the audience through what's on screen like what the story is and i really appreciate stuff like that and it happens just a hundredfold in this movie now not only not only with like even explaining story elements through like objects or something but just the way everyone had to act like you have to understand emotion through people's facial expressions Mm -hmm. instead of just them being like angry and yelling or whatever it's like you had to those kids were genuinely scared and you could see them being scared on their face. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just the concept in general is really well done. But, uh, yeah, that's our review of A Quiet Place. Yes. And now we will move on to our review of Beirut. Beirut. I was raised as an only child with two people who basically hated each other just enough to stay together. So I guess you could say I've been mediating since well before I was born. Years before I heard the term mutually assured destruction, I was very familiar with it growing up in that house. Mason Francis Skiles, 45 years old. 10 years ago, he was deputy chief of mission here until his wife was killed. He's damaged goods, but he's manageable. Maybe one of you can tell me what I'm doing here. Three nights ago, an American was pulled off the street in West Beirut. Next morning, we got a communique from a group calling itself the Militia of Islamic Liberation. They have the guy they want to talk. They want you to burger the deal. They asked for you specifically. Your friend Cal, he's the hostage. Cal's the head of all Mideast operations. He talks. You'll be waiting for bodies to pile up on the embassy sidewalk. What does he want me to do? You're an experienced negotiator. Negotiate. All right, so uh, a review of Beirut. Who was it directed by? Uh, Brad Anderson. And who was it written by? Uh, Tony Gilroy. The name sounds really familiar. Brad Anderson directed The Machinist. And Tony Gilroy... I never watched it. That has uh, Christian Bell on it, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yeah, it's really oh, okay. good. He lost, like... 100 pounds yeah, or something for that role, didn't he? The, He's, like, yeah. super skinny. Okay, uh, yeah. Tony Gilroy wrote the uh, Bourne movies. Okay, that's right. He, bought, he wrote the uh, first that. three in Legacy. Gotcha. Okay. Um, he also Good. wrote and directed Michael Clayton, George Clooney film. Okay. Uh, and he was also co-writer of Rogue One. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah? So, uh... And who who did the score? Um, score on there? John Debney. John Dendy, who did, uh, he scored Passion of the Christ and Cutthroat Island. Wow, okay. And, um, let me see. That's all he's really, uh, oh, sorry, this is 1980s. I was like, he only did four movies. But, uh, <laughs> he did Spy Kids, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, Ooh, I like Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, Scorpion King. That is an interesting, uh, Bruce portfolio. Almighty, portfolio. Elf. <laughs> he does, he's done a lot of kids kids movies uh, yeah. Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2 oh okay he did the additional music because Danny Elfman did the uh, yeah score, that's what uh, I was going to say I was like additional music. yeah uh, he uh, did the Sin City score with Robert Rodriguez okay Robert Rodriguez usually does a lot of music for his movies gotcha so he's worked with Robert Rodriguez a lot um, it looks like 
Um, which is funny because last movie, the guy did The Faculty. Yeah. Um, which is a Robert Rodriguez film. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> all the other ones. And who was uh, who was in it? Uh, John Hamm and yep. Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Norris is in it. He plays Hank in uh, Breaking Bad. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. Like, is that his real hair or is that a toupee? Yeah, it's toupee. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that can't be real yeah. hair. I was like staring at it the whole time. Um, yeah. Got, uh, who's the who's Cal in the movie? Because he's uh, uh, that's, that's Jacob from Lost. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Pellegrino. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's like he's a, also on Dexter. The, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's uh, he's Dexter's girlfriend's ex-husband. Okay. Yeah. And he's also in Big Lebowski. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in that. Yeah. Good 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 stuff. Um how'd you like it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Did uh, you? Definitely going in not knowing anything about it. Like yeah. this well I wanted to see this because I did want to see fucking Rampage. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I really I'm gonna go see Rampage like by, my, by myself at some point. I'm not, I don't feel like giving the rock money. Nothing against the rock. <laughs> I'm just tired of the rock being in fucking everything. I yeah. think that oversaturation for anybody see, is the, bad. The thing is is that like you say the rock's in everything and I agree with you. He's in a lot of stuff thing is he's not in a lot of stuff that i ever care to see yeah right so it doesn't feel like he's in a lot of stuff because i'm not seeing him that often so i'm okay with it like the last thing i saw that he was in but i literally cannot think of the last thing i saw that he was in yeah i don't think i've watched like any of his new movies the rundown (laughs) that didn't even (laughs) didn't didn't watch that the last Uh, thing i watched with him the babysitter was 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 maybe pain and gain that movie was atrocious so yeah (laughs) I'm trying to think. I didn't watch the Kevin Hart one where it was like him and Kevin Hart. Which one? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the the first one where they teamed up. Um, I wanted to see Jumanji at some point, so I haven't seen that yet. I hear it's good. I hear I hear it's better than I, uh, better than most people thought it would be. I want to see Rampage just because it looks silly and over the top, and I'm I'm okay for. It. I'm trying to remember. Shit, the Scorpion King. That's what I've seen him in. The Mummy too. Like it's been 15 years. Or so. I don't know. Um, it's been a while. But yeah, no, I under I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But uh. That's not. We got to figure out something to see next weekend, dude. Because I thought Avengers is coming out. Uh, no, the week after. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I like think two weeks. Super Troopers two comes out next weekend. Uh, yeah, you can never tell with Broken Lizard because really I don't think that most of their movies are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even think Super Troopers is that good. I don't I think it's care the best the as far one. as yeah. their stuff goes. A lot goes. of people like that first one. Yeah. I, I didn't get into it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe. maybe one of the movies that came out a few weeks back and to get wide release may get wide release. Like I'm still waiting for you're never really here. So, oh, the Walking Phoenix. Movie? Yeah, the yeah. one where he's uh, just yeah. killing people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we're we're here to talk about Beirut. So, uh, yeah, it was I. Like I mean, I'll I'll tell everyone what I told you yesterday when we were eating lunch. It felt like an airplane movie to me. Like it felt sure. like something I would watch on an airplane yeah. and be like, "All right, that was two hours. What's next?" Yeah. Like it was it was fun. Like I thought it was all right mm-hmm. um it definitely would have been one of those it's, it's hard for me to get into like uh governmental kind of like thrillers sure. kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so when they're talking about like all this stuff and like the different regions and the different mm-hmm. like eth- um the like religions and all this kind of stuff like where they're at like the politics of everything mm-hmm. political thriller i guess is what it, what it would be mm-hmm. uh those are hard for me to get into especially when i don't have subtitles right sure and so i'm watching the whole movie and i'm like they're saying all this stuff and i'm just not able to keep up because politics and like geography isn't my thing yeah so i'm like not following anything because yeah. i'm not seeing it visually so i'm not like really retaining any of this information 
Um, I liked mostly everyone's acting in it, though, and I thought the story was interesting enough. I really appreciated that it was set in the 70s and the 80s and they didn't bash you over the freaking head with it. That was very nice. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you forget that's even the 80s. Exactly. It could have been... You know, they could have possibly done it now, but I mean, why they did is because it, since it is in 1982, the bulk of the story is because it's bringing that Reagan era. And yes. This is like kind of started yeah. like that whole like it's during the Lebanese so like Civil War and you know yes. all that. Yeah. And what's great about it is that they it's kind of nuanced between like the warring between the factions. Like, uh-huh. They don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you know it's there. Yeah. But they don't spend like it's not. It's not like necessarily the. Pr- it's yeah. not. The, it's not the primary focus of the film. It's the setting. Yeah, like that's what. It and is. the setting seems like it's just what it is there. Yeah. Like it's not like you know, like Casablanca or something where it's like we have this dramatized version of this war zone torn area. Yeah, and that this, yeah. You know, it's a backdrop. Or whatever. This is like. This is just what it is. Like you see kids like multiple times like playing on like artillery. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just been like, you know, abandoned. And, yeah. Like, climbing on good, like cannons and mm-hmm. stuff like that and yeah. even kids that are just holding guns are like soldiers that have been like drafted into yeah. these like causes and stuff <laughs> yeah. you know but it's never like focused on it's just like you see in passing like as exactly. they're driving around or whatever it's like this is the world you're in right now so yeah here you are but the story basically is uh john ham was a uh, diplomat he was an american diplomat in, in beirut back in the 70s yeah, yeah 1972 um uh, and one night um he, he, I guess, before the movie started, he has a ward of sorts. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Kareem. A, yeah, named Kareem. That he kind of, a 13-year-old boy that he kind of, like, yeah, you can live with me or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And him and his wife are kind of raising him. Yeah, the kid's just trying to survive and he, yeah. like, takes him in. Yeah. yeah. But uh, John Hamm's buddy Cal comes, CIA operative, and he's like, hey, listen, like, that kid that you have, his brother is a, like, wanted terrorist. Like, he was a driver during Munich. He's wanted for all these different things. Like, it's a security risk having this child here, yeah. but also, like, we need to take him to find out where his brother is. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Hamm confronts the kid, uh, uh, Kareem, and they're talking, and uh, John Hamm goes back outside, then he starts hearing gunfire from inside and goes there, and terrorists have attacked. Yeah. Um, the party to get Kareem. Yeah, because his brother is yeah. there trying yeah, to get brother, trying to get yeah, him out. To get yeah. Him. yeah, and uh, John Hamm's wife gets killed. Which just happened to work out the, really the yeah. same same timing. The time he finds out about it yeah. is the time that his brother attacks. Goes, yeah, it's very coincidental. Oh, yeah, very, very coincidental. <laughs> um, and then it fast forwards ten years later. He's yeah. quite a diplomat. He's yeah. a terrible alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Who works for? He has his own firm that kind of just handles union disputes. Uh-huh. And, things like that yeah just him and a partner he has mm-hmm. and the uh government kind of comes to him is like hey like an ominous man comes with like <laughs> with a you know an envelope yeah that he met at some point before and he's like hey listen they told me to give you this envelope they say that they had a professor was talking at some college over in beirut yep um they want you to go over there and uh fill in for them it's like, ah, well, like, I'm not going back to Beirut. Like, I'm not doing it. And it's like, well, we're going to give you $6,000 just to go there for your time. It's like, I have a passport. It's like, yeah, passport, whatever. It's like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get everything so for you. Just, he goes just over go. there, and he finds out what the actual I'm over there is because Cal has been kidnapped uh-huh. by uh, Le- the Lebanese or somebody in it, um, by a terrorist group. Um, yeah. And it's like, we want you to um, be the middleman. And like get him back, be the negotiator. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the rest of the movie is basically him trying to get Kel back. Yeah. And the movie kind of has like a real pulp type feel to it. Like it has kind of like a pulp, like PI kind of feel to it. Okay. In some ways, as well as the Casablanca feeling without the romance kind of. Yeah. Also. Which I agree with you on that. I felt like that part was pretty well done. Yeah. Like, I appreciated that it, that they did it the way they did it. But it's like him like in like CD bars and stuff like that, drinking yeah. and stuff, and like uh, him dealing with, you know, just trying to get the guy back and like following clues and like things. Because he, how he's going to get Kel back is finding Kareem's brother. Yeah. Who is on the run mm-hmm. now. And Kareem is older now, of course, so he's like, find my brother and we'll give you this guy back so yeah. they have a trade-off or whatever. Spoilers, yeah. That's who <laughs> That's yeah. who kidnaps Cal. Is, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is Kareem. Yes. Which yeah. you can see coming from a mile of away. Of course, yeah. And I, I remember uh, when we were sitting in the theater, I think some guy, like, leaned over and told, like, his wife or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, because they were telling, they were telling uh, John Hamm's character, like, in the, in the thing, they were like, Cal's been kidnapped. And uh, it's like... And they were like, so like what? He's like, what do you want me? And he's like, well, they specifically requested you be the mediator between this thing, and you know everyone gets it. But the guy like leans over behind this is like, it's Kareem when he's old. I'm like, yeah, we got we got it. Like I wanted to turn around, but like really? Oh, sorry, I thought that intro just happened for no good reason. Um, that was so funny. Yeah, he. Uh, oh man. Uh, but why I want to see the movie is because I. Didn't see a trailer for it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, yeah. it had eighty percent, then dropped down to seventy eight percent. Actually, I think I did see one trailer of it, but I didn't I pay. I didn't pay attention. And yeah. I didn't like. I knew literally nothing. I didn't even read a synopsis, yeah, I so I just went yeah. in completely cold. Yeah, I didn't know it was set. You know, all I saw was like where you walk by the poster. I saw oh, it said nineteen eighty two. Oh, okay. Did it? The Paris of the Middle East or yeah. whatever. I'm like, okay, so it's a nineteen eighty two, and it's got John Hamm, Rosen Pike, in it, and it's a seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes. Is so, that what it had? Seventy percent. The seventy seventy eight percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, when I saw it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I liked it. I yeah. Liked movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. Uh, like I don't want to say I didn't like it. I was just uh, it was hard for me to follow, and um, I was I was kind of bored throughout some of it. I didn't feel like John Hamm or Rosamund Pike really brought anything amazing to it. Like I felt like that could have been anyone in mm-hmm. in, the, in those roles. Um. Yeah, like I just didn't feel like any of the like characters I really connected with or anything. I appreciated like you that they didn't. Uh, Rizman Pike and John Hammond's characters, they didn't connect them like sexually or just emotionally or anything. Like they didn't try to make them into a couple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's that's very refreshing. Yeah. I, I, I like seeing something like yeah, that. There's no know? like sexual tension. Or yeah, between you don't like them make like it flirting. into this They're thing. Just two people They're that co-workers. Work they are yeah. working together, and I. Really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I, I like Rhythm and Pike as always. It's just like wasn't anything, no, no real ump to it or no. anything. Yeah. Um, it was fine though. It's it's good to go out and see movies. That's not a you know like we say when we do this all the time. It's not a like a sequel. It's not this. It's not that. Like it's it's just there. They made it. It's a movie that exists on its own. It's mm-hmm. not a part of anything else. And it's like an original. Well, it's based or whatever. I don't. know. Is it based on a true story? It's based on. Based within true events, events and yeah. stuff. I don't know, because yeah. I was wondering that because they had the, because um, they talk about Munich or the driving Munich. So I'm like, was that guy based off of like somebody, yeah. you know, uh, Rashad or whatever the older brother's name is? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it was based on true story. I think it was just an original. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're already kind of in spoilers or whatever. So what? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any like, was there any points in the movie that surprised you or? got you 
Like, I mean, besides it just being a fun thing that you didn't know about in general as a, as a whole. There's nothing too surprising about yeah. the film. Like, the whole time I was waiting, I'm, the whole film I was waiting, I was like, there's going to be one jump scare, there's going to be a bomb. Oh, okay. And then it happened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yep, I know yeah. there's going to be a bomb. I thought that it was going to happen at the beginning. It caught me off guard. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it then. It was yeah. like the, the one you were talking about was in the school. Yeah, the school yeah. where the bomb it was, just It was goes well off. done, yeah. yeah. Um, the bomb goes off and doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> Did it not? It didn't look like it. I mean, it, like it definitely a, didn't look like it. Yeah, but. everyone just kind of like, oh, and like cut up a bit and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which they may have done that purpose because I think it was just a distraction bomb. It was just to, no, that's exactly what just it to was. get the check the over one... to John Hamby, like, hey, go to this location or yeah. whatever. That's a hell of a distraction, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's normal around there, I guess. Especially yeah. around that time. It's like, oh, bombings and like people like just shooting up places. Like, yep. It's rough. Like, when he goes to this <laughs> hotel, there's like a little sign. It's like oh yeah. It's like if shooting occurs, occurs in like the hallway, stay or in your room. Yeah, just like stay in your room. Don't take don't take pictures. Yeah, don't take <laughs> pictures of it. Don't yeah. give away your position to the sniper outside. Yeah. So it's like yeah, and then where you're like looking at the building and they have like the outside shot of the building. There's like cannon like fire that you can see. Like, oh you can yeah. See, like holes in the building where like bombs or like missiles like hit different parts or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a rough setting. Um. I wonder, I wonder, like, how much on-location stuff they did. Because there's, like, a lot of places that are just destroyed over there. That you I mean, just... most of that stuff is still just as bad. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, really, for all that to happen, and, like, two, three wars later, with us involved, like, Desert Storm, yeah, yeah. War in Iraq, all yep. this stuff, and we're still over there, and still just as shitty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally nothing happened. Like, yeah. Feels like a gigantic waste of time. It was. still is. Like, it's still going on. But, oh, like, yeah. probably... It's still ninety percent. I'm 90% sure it all still looks the same. We're yeah, just like, this is yeah. all shit. People are still warring just, against each other. Yeah, and it just becomes normal for them. There's that one point where that uh, that couple are taking their wedding pictures, mm-hmm. and they're just taking it in front of like, yeah. a destroyed building. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, that's how it is. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, yeah, everything looked good. Like, all the, uh, all the scenery and stuff like that was, like, I thought really visually yeah. interesting. Like, how they shot. Because you can make it look, like, boring. Like, it's just all rubble. But, like, them showing, like... I mentioned with like the kids like on artillery cannons and uh-huh. stuff like that and then you know seeing like people just living like just in the street or whatever and like just like having guns or yeah. you know just like and it, it would get really interesting when he went into you said it was kind of pulpy like when they went into bars and yeah. stuff it almost felt like almost like a noir film yeah, exactly. like where he'd be yeah. in like a bar and yeah. it would like be that kind of just like you'd see the singer in the background mm-hmm. singing while he's at the bar like taking another like shot of like whiskey or whatever and yeah just it was it was like they 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 really did well with like the sets mm-hmm. and they really made it feel like it was and i mean i'm sure it was well, like, you know he's like he's like almost like a world. pi type character in it yeah you know and he's like also has like most noir you have a main character that has like a major fault or flaw which uh-huh. is alcoholism with his yeah and um, very very cliche there i was yeah, like i was sure. like that's yeah good. he's beat he's, over the head with but... well the thing is like they didn't play it up, or they, they played it up too much, or they didn't give enough, like, substance to it. Yeah. So it's like, it's like an alcoholic, thing, but, but there's different things where he just, like, pours liquor out, but the next scene, he starts drinking again. Yeah. So it's like, is he battling with alcoholism, <laughs> or is it because he wants a clear state of mind for the next scene? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, that, that was the thing, too, is it almost, I mean, maybe I'm either forgetting something or missed something, but it felt like it never actually affected anything. The only thing it did give was, like, stress and conflict to the conversations he'd be having with people he's trying to work with like that's all it really did well it's that and uh because of that they, that's why they thought they could take advantage of him 
Oh, okay. Because, like, you find out the two guys that hired him are actually, like, giving funds and all that stuff and want yeah. the guy yeah. taken out so they can take a higher yeah. place. Yeah, That's So true. they thought his alcoholism could be used as making a play and make a yeah. patsy. Yeah. But he actually closed remember, everything off. Yeah, because yeah. I, remember, I remember that part of it. I really like – I like the ending, although the ending, um, especially when we were talking to Chris afterwards, like, it – you could tell it was supposed to have that aha moment, but I didn't have it because I didn't recognize the character yeah, really. Right. So like at the end of it, you see like you know they're trying to trade the brother and everything, and he gets, uh, they get Cal back, and Kareem is about to get his brother back, but then Kareem like holds him up for some reason. He holds him up because John Hamm's character like insulted him, which why like why did like they were there <laughs> taking care of everything yeah, and he right. gets out he's basically getting out of the van with kareem, uh, with kareem's brother and he's like fuck you and then they like just to get him mad or something like yeah. why like wh- like why like why did you do that and so they get him up there and then you know his brother turns on him and it's holding him up but there was like a sniper in a building yeah, that's on who's the guy that you met earlier who was like the guy that was basically giving john ham's character the tour of yeah, the city the whole just time like a, just like super nice and everything yeah like, oh, there's no guy it's like oh no he's an assassin he's basically an, and i didn't realize it because well, i guess for the israeli government yeah because he had like yeah. glasses on i think for like most of yeah, the movie yeah. and then after that he like takes a shot doesn't yeah have he, glasses do, he on. doesn't and that have... just threw you for a loop Oof, i was like so, wait a minute superman is really clark yeah, kent <laughs> like, you can never have the superman I, argument again because you man. would actually be full, full <laughs> i would be yeah exactly i would be you're like they're I'm, the same person <laughs> like no yeah what? Uh, you're, you're making shit up yeah because at a part of the film they go to talk to the israeli government because they think that they have yeah the guy yeah. And they don't. They're like, no, we don't. Like, yeah. if we had them, like, why would we give them to you anyways? Yeah. But they were just waiting for them to find them, and they're like, all right, they got them. Like, let me I fucking am. yeah, yeah, because they want him dead, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, for I mean, not only because they hate each other, oh, they're you know they're both uh both factions hate each other, but also because he had involvement in Munich. Yep. And they're pretty pissed off about that. <laughs> That's why if you've ever seen the movie Munich or ever read any books about Munich, like yeah, they started just hunting people down. Really? Yeah. That, if you've never seen Steven Spielberg's Munich, you should watch it. It's really okay. good. Or read a book called uh, One Day in September, which okay. is about the Munich stuff. But basically, like after they pulled that shit at Munich, mm-hmm. the Israeli government just sent a black ops like oh, they, they put put together like a black ops mission mm-hmm. where they just started hunting down like the different people that had stuff and like was oh, involved. Wow. Damn. Okay. And they just started taking them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang. I'll have to watch that then. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially if it would have gave, like, some context to this or whatever. But, I mean, the whole you – know, that, that's just, like, kind of mentioned in the movie. Yeah, but sure. But it doesn't focus on it. I mean, overall, the, the movie – I thought it had, like, a decent focus on what it was trying to tell anyways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of those, like, kind of political thrillers that yeah, some, some people will like thriller. and, yeah, some people won't. And, yeah. We're, you know, you, you – understand enough from the film about what's going on over there in that area yeah, yeah where it's like okay so there's multiple different factions that are all of very different religious beliefs uh-huh. like i think that one of them is a christian yeah it's also. Uh, it's basically yeah it's the three um the three big religions over there yeah. are the three abrahamic muslim, religions jew and christian. yeah muslim um, jew and christian so yeah. you uh the three abrahamic religions yeah. like they all kind of stem from they're the all same. like we're just gonna shoot each other yeah because yeah. you don't believe what i exactly believe. Yeah. they are and it's funny because they all stem from like the same old testament story mm-hmm. and so they all just like interpret it differently and it starts going down like a different way yeah. and then of course judaism and christianity take big divergences from each other because 
of the New Testament and everything. Yeah. But overall, like they all come from like the same source and they're all like in the same area. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like a huge war kind of between a lot of that stuff. I thought that part was interesting, but then didn't focus on it too much so it was all right it was more about the political parts instead of the the political uh the political machinations through the religious kind of setting yeah right stuff. right What's, well it was really well done the, my, my favorite bit of dialogue though and just a simple line it could have came up corny but just like how it was is what i really liked that one piece of dialogue whenever john ham comes face to face with cream at the end again i mean they, they've come face multiple times throughout the film but it's like listen like when i brought you in were you a terrorist Oh he's yeah, he's like he's like that night. He's like no, but the next day, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really, really like good. whenever they when he was there at the house and like the attack happened, like he didn't know anything about it because he talks about like yeah, my brother just sometimes pops up and yeah. things like things <laughs> like I don't know. And then they come to catch him. It's like yeah, like I was just innocent, but like the next by the next day, like I was in this life. Like this yep. is just who I am now, you know. Yeah. So that no, was good. I, I liked it. Uh, it was a breath pressure just not knowing because. From what I understand, people have problem. I read that there's criticism with the trailer, so I'm happy I didn't see the trailer because oh, okay. the trailer shows it like John Hamm's a white savior, which he's completely not in the film. Yeah, like he's just a guy. Like there's no savior character. Yeah, in the film, but the trailer gives the gives the um, impression that yeah, he's impression over there that he, kind of rescuing everything. That he's stuff. a white savior. That these people are just savages and blah blah uh, blah or whatever. Yeah, kind I, of I didn't thing, get that know, but oh, the movie weird. isn't so. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah, that definitely is, at least for me, that wasn't on the yeah, movie, movie um, film, so. Huh. Uh, yeah, they, they were saying um, the social media users were dehumanizing Arabs. They, they thought the trailer dehumanized Arabs and Muslims, uh, having a white savior narrative, ignoring political complexities of the Lebanese civil war, and failing to show Lebanese people as fully formed characters hmm. in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, also it's a trailer, but still, they didn't <laughs> yeah. show, like, it's the Middle East. Everybody's yeah. savages. Like this one whole, like, white right, guy's yeah. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the definitely... trailer shows this kind of like right wing idea, then yeah. yeah, people are gonna probably be kind of pissed about it. That's why I didn't want to see um, what was it like American Assassin or whatever mm. that came out last year. I was like, eh, like it looks like it could maybe be okay, but it looks like it's got a lot of that in it. Yeah, for sure. I never you know watched the movie. So Especially it has a lot but... of Michael Keaton in it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton's alright though. He's good. Yeah, Michael Keaton's great. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll go watch that sometime. But yeah, Baru, uh, what would you, what would you give the award to? Uh, probably, probably the uh, everything was shot. Yeah. Like just like uh, capturing the landscapes and everything. There like was that. some stuff in the beginning there that was ticking me off because they were doing a lot of hand handheld shaky yeah. cam stuff. Yeah. And sure. not even with action. There was a part I remember particularly where uh, John Hamm's character walks out and he's talking with the other people outside of his like palace house, whatever thing. Yeah, whatever, thing yeah, is. whatever the if fuck I'll it say was. It, I don't know. Yeah, and um, they're just like it's a it's a back and forth, just like over the shoulder uh, camera dialogue mm-hmm. shots, just back and forth. And for some reason, they're doing it fucking handheld. Yeah, so you could see it like shake. I'm like, what is going on? Like it. Uh, yeah, I uh, everything else looked really like how they shot some stuff was really good, but that opener, I was it was rough. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you'll give it to that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just give it to Rosamund Pike. I like her. So. <laughs> like a little Rosamund Pike. Yeah, she was she was good. Well, um, there, there's another movie that she put out a few months back where she's playing a terrorist. Oh really? Yeah. Well, she's playing she's playing a Middle Eastern. It was her, Daniel Brühl, huh. and uh, other people. Basically, the whole cast were playing Middle Eastern people, but oh, none geez. of them are Middle Eastern. Yeah. 
Like they had, they had, they had this one British guy. He was on. He's got some Edgar Wright. Okay, no, I take it back. I'm not giving it to Rosamund Pike. Played, <laughs> I'll played, give it to John uh, Hamm. In, in uh, Atomic Blonde, he's the guy that she's trying to get out. Like during the whole like chasing oh, yeah, that guy, he yeah. plays a Middle Eastern guy. Also, they're oh, all Middle geez. Eastern. Huh. So they're basically doing brown face. Holy crap! Yeah. That's, and stuff uh, and. It's like Ashton Kutcher with the pop stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh maybe not as bad. But. No. But it, it got like a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and I believe stuff. It. it was no good. Jeez. But like and then like a month or two later, yeah. around the same time this came out, because this showed at Sundance earlier in the year. Oh, did it? Yeah, Beirut did and then it came We out gotta out. we gotta figure out how to go to a Cannes or Sundance. Yeah. We need to make it happen. We need you to go like, to Cannes. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's over in Cannes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get over to Europe. <laughs> I want to go to something. Maybe we should look up like Florida film festivals and like go to a film festival. Florida film weekend. festival a couple weekends ago. Did you? The Pam Grier thing was part of a film festival. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. the Florida, Florida film festival happens once a year. They usually have one or two a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went I, to the film festival a couple years back. Also, where did, where did they do Southwest at? South by Southwest. Yeah. Probably in the Southwest. <laughs> They're over in like New Mexico or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere over there. Yeah. Yeah. We need to figure out something. I want to go to some one time. I also want to go to, like, you know, fucking E3 and some shit one day. But E3 who knows? Closed to general audiences now, though. Right? Is it? I think it's only for people that are part of media. That can't be true. I think it is. Oh it's, not, it's, not, it's not open like it used to back in the day. Wow. Yeah. I got to look that up. That's crazy. Um, I could just say I'm part of. I get my own podcast. I'm media. Yeah. Give me a media uh, pass. I'll talk about it on the show. I want to see booth babes. Give <laughs> yeah, me exactly. swag. Some Twitch girls. Let me see. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Like, like, like they're yeah. like, oh, it's gonna be these sweaties coming in. Like, <laughs> here's the booth babes that giving out your little toys for your stupid video games. Like, awesome. Look, it's a different skin for uh, for Tracer for Overwatch. Yeah. Look at it. Oh. It's a little Sly Cooper. <laughs> it was given to me by a girl with big boobies. Like, yeah. I'm saying all this shit, making fun of them that I'm gonna be like playing video games for tonight and stuff. So I'm gonna be sitting down. Oh, you're gonna go watch Walking Dead. No, yeah, I gotta finish that. Three episodes or two episodes left. Yeah, sure. Two episodes and then the actual Walking Dead. Um, you got anything to recommend this week? Um, yeah, I saw uh, a couple movies, but um, the one I'll talk about, I'll talk about uh, I'll save one for next week. But okay. I saw uh, Blockers. Yeah. 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 I would have been okay with doing a review about that. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can do that next week. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing comes out, it can be yeah. Blockers. Yeah. Blockers is funny, man. I liked it a lot. The trailer uh, looks bad. It then, does. Again, then again, the Game Night trailer looked bad, too, and I didn't. I thought care the Game Night trailer didn't look bad. I, I thought it was going to be bad. I thought it looked stupid. The Blocker trailer I thought was horrendous. Yeah. But it's actually really funny. Wow. The movie is. Okay. Um, it's good. It's. Yeah. Um, John Cena. <laughs> John Cena's good in it. He's good in it. Um, I can't. can't really the good camera would just cut away sometimes. And it wasn't even showing anybody. I yeah. didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, Leslie Mann is really good, and everybody's good. Yeah. And the girls are good. all okay. really good in it. Um, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I, I think the trailer gives away a couple. Like there's like three big like laugh like big joke moments you know yeah. and then of course the trailer has the butt chugging joke yeah which yeah. you already seen the trailer which yeah. i wish it did have in the trailer nah. uh, but there's a couple of other big like beats um but there's like a lot of jokes in between they're really good and stuff but um <laughs> yeah it's good uh and it doesn't i think it portrays both sides of the argument pretty well like showing, yeah like the girls and stuff but also showing the parents like oh yeah that that is one thing i was worried about is that they wouldn't do that yeah and from what i've heard they actually do a pretty good they, job they, of, they do it well um yeah. showing the to the parents being like kind of closed-minded like yeah kind of worried about their kids yeah worried like, about their kids ex- growing and up and, and then you have the other one that's just like uh oh, you know 
it's like remember when we were in high school like yeah. come on or whatever but it just kind of goes along with them and everything yeah. and yeah but it's really good and it's funny um it's it's i like game night better but it's Okay. As much of a surprise as Game Night was. Okay, yeah. So I would highly recommend Blockers. Yeah, I'll have to check that out, then. Yeah. I loved Game Night, so... Yeah. Hmm. Blockers, all right, yeah. Uh, which is... You know what they're trying to call it. It's well, just they yeah. don't call and it. The, and the poster... <laughs> it's got a picture of it's a... It's got a picture of a cock. Yeah, a, a rooster. A rooster, but a, yeah. But a cock. Yeah. A, a, a cock. Yeah, a cock so it's like... It says a picture of rooster blockers. blockers. Yeah, yeah. cock blockers. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be even better, though, if it had some of an actual, like, dick. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, but I mean, a, I mean, a guy named Richard. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like hey, that kind of looks like a real Richard. <laughs> the, um, all right, so yeah, that's Blockers, and it just came out like a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, um, about two weeks ago. Uh, it came so, out. Uh, no, it came out last weekend. Oh, okay. So yeah, thanks. Not uh, even really a week then. Cool. Uh, all right, so um, my recommendation. I'll just keep it simple with what I've been watching for the past twenty-four hours. <laughs> uh, Fear the Walking Dead is really good. Like, really good. Um, because you're going to go see the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead I am. and the season finale, finale of Walking yeah. Dead They're tonight on, at Regal. Yeah, they are currently on season eight of The Walking Dead right now, so tonight at Regal for the movies. Uh, for tonight only, they're doing the season eight finale of The Walking Dead, immediately followed by the season four for, uh, premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. And sure. they're going to do, as far as I know, tonight's also going to be the crossover episodes where we see Mor- Morgan's the character that's crossing over from The Walking Dead to Fear of the Walking Dead. So he'll be, I don't know how they're going to do it, but he's going to be over in well, that. Fear sh- takes uh, place before, before Walking it Dead. It does, right? but it's like it takes place. And there's and like a long time you don't see Morgan for. There is, but it's like it doesn't feel like that long in this show. Mm. And like it's all the way across the country. Yeah. So that that's the part that I'm kind of. How to get all the way over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're in Atlanta and The Walking Dead, they're in Atlanta and then Rick and them go to D.C., and you don't see Morgan for a while, and you think it's because he's just following them and taking his time, and then he does get up there to D.C., but in the show, it takes place over in, like, near the border of, like, you know, like, like Tijuana and stuff, like, Mexico and, like, Texas and all that, like, New Mexico and all that shit. Um, But no, Fear of the Walking Dead is, is definitely scratching my zombie TV show itch because The Walking Dead is just not good anymore it's it pisses me off it's I, legitimately I, every person i talk to yeah not one person has been like no i still like it a lot yeah everybody's like i'm done yeah <laughs> everyone fucking hates it now yeah. and like if you're like me even though you hate it you're like hate watching it now you're either watching it because you're pissed off and you hate watching it's, it's the whole uh it's yeah. the whole what's it called um hate fucking <laughs> just what's hate it called watching? The, um it's the thing with like gambling where it's uh it's the the sunken loss uh i forget what it's called it's basically in gambling where it's like i'm not gonna stop gambling because i've already put so much money into it so i'm not gonna stop it's the same thing with fear of the walking dead um or the the walking dead where you put so much time and Mm -hmm. energy into following it you're like well i can't give up these characters now yeah i gotta figure out what happens like i can't i can't just leave these characters now the comic book is so good yeah, the comic from from what I was reading, it had its ups and downs, but like it's it's pretty decent again. Um, it's just yeah, The Walking Dead is like, and I I blame it. Even though I love uh, Deadpool, I blame it on Deadpool because what happened right around when The Walking Dead started sucking is when they introduced Negan, which is really weird because Negan is amazing in the comics, so it should have been good. But what happened was, is season six I believe was ending on The Walking Dead, and it was still pretty serious, and Deadpool came out. And Deadpool was like, hey, you can be funny and fucked up at the same time. And so The Walking Dead, for some reason, tried to 
tried to take that and it was also when they were introducing negan so like yeah we're gonna step it up on our humor game but it's but we're also gonna be serious and fucked up and the thing is, is humor in the walking dead has never been its strong point and so for season seven and season eight they try to use negan but they also use a bunch of different other characters and they try to embrace humor a lot in it and it's like this is not fucking working this but, is but in the comic negan is uh, like before deadpool when when Negan was introduced to comics, yeah, he had the same type of personality though. He does, but had, it, like, fucked up. But you can, but you can see it in the comic where it's not a complete tonal shift. Yeah, it's just a new character. And mm-hmm. the show, you can tell it's complete tonal, tonal shift. Yeah, they right. change like characters start acting so different. There's an episode where Rick and Michonne go off and they're like doing a thing for a little bit, and they like they, they start, start having fucking. they do, <laughs> yeah. but uh, they yeah. have like comedy in their episode where they like. They're on top of a roof mm-hmm. that, like, uh, they look off and they're like, oh, shit, we need to get over there. And there's a lot of zombies. All right, we got to figure that out. And they're like, wait a minute. And they look down and they can hear the roof under them creaking. And it just, like, collapses. And, like, they, they disappear. It collapses. And it goes, bam! And the camera stays where they were. So it looks like a fucking Roadrunner kind of thing. Where it's like, hey, we're standing for a second. Now we're Ooh, gone. Yeah. And then right after that, you just hear them laughing when they're on the, like, when they land in the ground. It's like... You just fell into an abandoned building yeah. where there could be walkers, and you're sitting here laughing like, no. Yeah, like, right. that's not how these characters are. Yeah, right. And so they try to embrace this, like, humor stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about. The Walking Dead, it's crap. Hopefully it gets good. There was one amazing episode, like, two weeks ago, and unfortunately it got back to shit again. But uh, <laughs> it was really good. It was a showdown between Rick and Negan. It was really well done. But um, Fear of the Walking Dead has been incredible. It's everything The Walking Dead should be and more there's they don't like drag things out for so long that like that fucking story moves it's like really kinetic and like really just like it just doesn't it just doesn't stop and like everyone like you start caring about a lot in the beginning it's kind of rough in the beginning because it's you can tell it's kind of a slow burn Mm -hmm. but like once the apocalypse officially hits it hits and it gets like really fantastical at one uh certain parts there's a part in season three a uh a bazaar is introduced where some of the characters go off and they're like they they're trying to get back to somewhere else and they're like what the hell is this and they come across this football stadium that has been taken over by these people that it looks like something out of fallout like they take they take this football stadium and they turn it into just a bazaar like a shop like just every there's shops over here shops over there you can get beer over here you can go get drugs over here and prostitutes and blah 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 and people are just going through it and living and it's the apocalypse and it's like people are just living in it now and just like you have to trade stuff to get in and when you get in they give you credits to like spend at the shops it's really interesting and the walking dead should have had that three seasons ago yeah right and now fear the walking dead has it and it's like thank god someone's doing something like this because the comic the walking dead comic starts getting the stuff like that where it's like all the communities are inter interacting and exchanging with each other there's like they do it at uh, Alexandria where they have, like, a fair one day in the mm-hmm. comic and, like, people show up and it's just people going through. It's, like, a flea market on this kind of thing. And it's really, like, a – it's just really well done in the comic. And they don't really do anything like that in the mm-hmm. show yet just because they're also, like, trying to battle Negan right now. But um, Fear of the Walking Dead is really good. And they get really trippy with stuff. They're not afraid to, like, just show really weird – like, I'm surprised they're – Walking Dead has pushed – amc sometimes and now fear the walking dead is the one to do it they're pushing stuff and it's just really well done and nice. i really enjoy it. i've been marathoning the hell out of it for the past like week mm-hmm. trying to get trying to get caught up so i know what's happening in the se- season four premiere tonight and i'm only like two episodes off now so that's what i'll be doing after the show but uh, yeah. that's my it's on amc it's fear of the walking dead it comes on the it, they have this all like on and off season now so like the walking dead will happen from like october until like march 
and then Fear of the Walking Dead comes on from like April until like August or something, and yeah, then right. they take like September off and they do it all over again. So when Walking Dead's not on, Fear of the Walking Dead's on, and vice versa. So that's kind of how it works. But Fear of the Walking Dead is premiering tonight, Sunday, August fifteenth, on AMC, and you can nice. catch it. You can catch it every Sunday on AMC. So there you go. But that's that's what I'm watching. Cool. Um, I think that's it for us. Awesome. That's our yeah. double double episode. Yeah. Um, and we'll have to figure out something for next week because Avengers comes out in two weeks. Yeah. So either something comes out that came out a few weeks back that oh, got limited release, getting a wide release, like you never really hear. Yeah. Or we can do Blockers or mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs, Isle which I also yeah. saw. Um, either one. Yeah. yeah which, which are way or something else. Yep. You know? Yeah. We'll figure out something though, and Rampage. then we'll yeah. <laughs> Rampage. Rampage, which apparently is boring until the last fifteen minutes. Oh really? All this shit doesn't have it until, like, the end, I don't think. Yeah, fair enough. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan's just playing Negan in it. That's what it looks like in the trailer. I'm I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised, but with with things like that, I I try to stay optimistic with it. I mean, what's life without hope, right? (laughs) You got to stay optimistic with it sometimes. So I see the trailer, and I'm just like, yeah, this is big monsters beating each other up. I'm fine with that. And The Rock's, like, cracking one-liners all the time. I'm I'm okay. Uh, But, yeah, it has the potential to be boring, so... We'll figure out something to, something to watch there. All right, so we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Got to do the got to see the email and everything. Yep. That's all right. <laughs> you can email us at I'll just throw this. <laughs> you can email us and all the and the award goes to podcast uh, on Facebook and stuff. All right, that's it. Bye. <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs>